Hello and welcome to the big final preview from the Hearts View. Yes, it's the Scottish Cup final. Hamden awaits and Hearts are looking to create history. The Scottish Cup. The oldest trophy in world football. Steeped in maroon and white history. First lifted just 17 years into our existence. The second, just five years later. Two more in 1901 and 1906, but two world wars would pass before the cup returned to Gorgie. A much changed world and a much changed club. The 3-1 win over Celtic in 56, a reward for some of our greatest. We'd go close in the decades to follow, 68 and 76, 86 and 96 to name but a few. Always a bridesmaid, they'd say. After 42 years of pain, a sun-kissed day in May lifted the curse. The Gorgie boys were back again. Back with that famous old trophy. Back at Tincastle once again. The roller coaster of 2006 came and went. 2012, the creme de la creme. Bar, Scatchel, Granger and McGowan, the heroes on our greatest day. Will be the next to bring the cup home against another of our foes. Naismith or Walker, Haldi or Lee. Whatever happens, just remember you can make history. We're with you all the way. Bring it home, boys. Coming up on the show, we talk about the importance of the big match. We look at our best Scottish Cup memories. I test the guys with a bit of Scottish Cup trivia and we pick our Scottish Cup final 11. But first, we're going to talk about Queen of the South. Hearts beat Queen of the South 6-1 in the Championship on Saturday. Joining me and Gordon to look at the Queen of the South game are Spencer and Calvin. 6-1 win, can't complain. Got nothing to moan about this week, I don't think, but I'm with you guys. Sure, I'm sure we'll find something, Ross. <laughs> Obviously, we'll start with with the win. A good result. Um, yeah, I, I, listen, they they didn't really offer much, did they? Queen of the South. I mean, they they sat quite deep. Um, you know, I mean, we we spoke about last week how you know they they had a couple of players that were that that were could could potentially be a threat, but um, yeah, they didn't they didn't really look like they were going to cause us any major problems. Um, but the the the. Uh, Apart from the scoreline, obviously being so emphatic, the biggest thing that pleased me was the quality of of the finishes. Um, you know, Naismith goal was was magical. It really was. Um, funny enough, five minutes before that, I was sitting uh, saying that he doesn't. He's, he, you know, he, he just needs to start shooting. And um, you know, because I've I've not seen him do it enough this season. It's like he's scared to shoot. Um, and then bam, he does that and shuts me right up. So um, no, that 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 was a fabulous goal. Um, Walkers was a brilliant strike as well. Ginelli's was was a fantastic goal. It really was the, you know, it's not not often you you see that anymore from wingers, you know, coming so far inside and uh, the lovely little kind of sway movement in his body and it was a fabulous finish into the bottom corner and the goalkeeper had absolutely no chance. Uh, the build up play for the the freer goal as well was excellent. Thought Boyce does fabulous for that um, to cut it back and then. Gets a little bit fortunate freer, but it's a it's a good team goal, and uh, obviously Mr. Boyce, you know, getting his two goals and uh, two assists. I thought he was that 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 there was the sort of performance that 
we've been waiting for and, and we know that he's got in his locker and um, I thought he had a good game. Listen, he should have had a hat-trick, to be honest with you. Um, he missed, uh, he missed a, a really, really good chance to get his hat-trick, but overall I thought he was excellent. Um, you know, there's not... I mean, we could talk about how poor the goal was that, that, that we conceded, I'm sure we will, um, in, in more detail, but apart from that, it was a very accomplished performance from Hearts, and um, I think we can be pleased. Spencer, has, has Boyce answered his critics here? Two goals and two assists. You, you have been quite critical of him. Um, well, if you look at the chance he missed for his hat-trick, maybe you'll understand why I'm a little bit critical. But it was still a good performance yesterday, don't get me wrong. I don't think there was a false note in the team. I thought every single one of them did their part. Um, I was actually really impressed with Ollie Lee. He had two assists as well. I thought he was very unlucky not to get a goal to make it 2-0 when uh, that, that, that chance you, appeared. You, you talk about misses, though. His was worse than Boyce's. Come uh, on. Well, it bounced right in front of him. It was a hard chance. I think it was a harder chance than Boyce's one. Oh, rubbish. Uh, I thought every single one of them did exceptionally well. This was a better performance than the 6-2 win against Dundee. This was our best performance of the season. It was much more controlled. If you remember against Dundee, there was that 10-15 minute period in the second half where they got in a little bit more. That wasn't like that yesterday. We were very much in control for the entire game. And I was very pleased in a, a perfect way to set us up for the cup final next week. Yeah, I thought man for man yesterday is probably the best performance I've had this season. Definitely. I don't think there was anybody that, that didn't do well. I mean, I think saying Wee's miss, it was an absolute sitter. There was no getting away from that. It wasn't a hard chance. But he did play, overall he played well. Boyce, best game he's had in the hardship by a mile. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know he scored the two goals, but I thought he set up for fears goals, just magic. Just sitting one defender on his arse and not making another one for a tap-in. Like, perfect time for it to happen a week for a cup final. So hopefully, hopefully it gives him the confidence he needs for next week. I think, I th- I think we, we kind of said this last week, didn't we, Calvin? You know, that these guys sort of needed to put in a performance ahead of the cup final to give the manager sort of a headache. And, I think it was a it was a perfect game for them. You could say um, he rotated the squad. Uh, there was a few changes as as we thought. You know, even Ad White coming in, I thought he done himself uh, no harm. Thought he played quite well out out in that left. And um, I mean, Irvin as well came in. It was another good performance from him in the middle of the park. And as you say, Ollie Lee as well, because I mean, there's so much competition in the middle of the park. And and I think if if a player was to have an off day then they could easily be replaced. And I think the fact that they all managed to have a really good game gives gives Nielsen a massive headache ahead of next week. Yeah, because that's two subs came off the bench scoring as well yesterday. It's not like the subs, have, they've contributed as well. So like you say, that team yesterday, it's hard to argue any of them should be dropped to the cup final next week. But then you've got Haring, Haring and Halliday waiting there as well. So it's, it does give Nielsen a proper problem, a good problem at least, rather than the last time we played Celtic in a final, we couldn't string an 11 together. Mm. Yeah. Hundred percent. I mean, I think that I think that's the biggest thing for me is, you know, when we went into that final the last time, you know, we were such on a, you know, really the bare bones of a squad that weren't playing well and weren't scoring goals. You know, you look at this team at the moment and all over the park, there's there's kind of goals right in it. And um, yeah, listen, we're not we're not perfect. We know that. You know, there's there's obviously um, parts of the team that that Celtic could exploit, but. You would you would feel confident if if it got to the last twenty minutes and it was say nil nil or even if Celtic were one nil up that that Hearts weren't out of the game and that they still had a real chance because you know they can bring players on that can influence the game. It's not the case that if you just put your starting eleven on there, 
and you know something happens, you know, they go one nil down or whatever, then you think, oh well, that's us beat them. We're not coming back from that. There is actually kind of a, a depth to the squad that um, you know, guys like Ginelli could come on um, and free her even as well. Um, you know, I, I thought he looked a little bit sluggish when he came on, but I think that goal will give him hopefully a bit of confidence as well. Um, you've got guys like, you know, A.D. White, Walker in there, Naismith, all kind of scoring goals now and uh, and hungry again, which is, uh, I mean, you, you couldn't ask for a better time ahead of a cup final. You know, it's maybe the perfect timing for them because, you know, they've they, they had a, a wee slump. They got the result at Morton and they got their confidence back. And, and I think, you know, they, they've been due a kind of performance. You know, they'll know themselves they haven't been good enough especially for the level of the players that they are. And, uh, and yeah, I, I think it was a, it, it's what, it's an, a performance we've been expecting for a while um, and it just, they just haven't delivered. So um, I, I, I don't think it's, that it's just because the cup final is on the horizon. I think generally they're now at a stage where most of them are fit um, and they're, they're starting to find their rhythm, which is uh, because, I mean, we're now, what, is it eight games into the season, in, into the league season? Um Seven or eight games, you know. So we're we're starting to now hopefully find our kind of rhythm, and um, and because I mean, listen, sometimes it, it's I mean, it's still even though Hearts had all this time training, had all the you know the preseason games and things like that, there were still a lot of players who were struggling for fitness and things like that. Uh, guys who come in late, people who had been injured and stuff. It's now at a stage where I think you know the vast majority of them are fit, and it means now hopefully they can start clicking and start working on, you know, actually, like, shape and, you know, things like that. And I thought, you know, there's a bit more chemistry yesterday with players. You know, I think maybe this first half of the season, they've, they've potentially just been working on getting themselves fit, where now I think they're more at a level where they can start actually improving as a team. Yeah, I think it was probably the perfect team to play as well yesterday. I mean, you can only play what's in front of you, but Queen the South were poor. And as soon as we got a couple of goals, it was kind of like momentum just started carrying us away from them because like Gordon saying the players were already confident after the Martin game last week after scoring basically I mean, the game was effectively over at the 46 minute and Boyce scored it was, yeah, it was the third goal right after half time and at that point there's no pressure on them at all Queen the South weren't offering anything they're leaving gaps over the pitch and players at that point just want to start getting goals so you find that they shoot from further out they just the build up plays better and just generally all round it it could, we probably couldn't have asked for a better game. I mean, it should have, we should have scored a lot more yesterday as well, but I'm not I'm not going to have a go at that. I mean, a 6 one wins a 6 one win. Bite your hand off at any day of the week. Ah, should have been eight, though. Should have been eight. <laughs> <laughs> Good seeing Walker back on the score sheet again as well. We talked about him last week, that he's not been performing as well. Um, but he has, he has been getting better, and that's probably down to his fitness as well. Yeah, it was a great finish. It was a, a really good performance from him yesterday. Yeah, there was a couple of good points there. I keep forgetting that there's only 27 games in the season. You know, we're actually over a quarter quarter way gone already. So that just shows you the importance of uh, of winning these games, doesn't it? So that there's not really that that time to go on a bad run of form. So it's good that we've bounced back from the the Dunfermline defeat already. And I think when we get to game 13, that's halfway, isn't it? My maths are correct. So that's only a couple of games away, four or five games away. So it's going to be a very short season. Um, but you need to win these games. Yeah, you need to win them and get your goal difference up. Because as you see, results went our way yesterday. So we're now four points clear at the top of the league, which is good. Uh, but yeah, Walker put in an excellent performance. I think uh, he's, he's hit the form right at the, 
the, the right time. Uh, well, for us anyway, ahead of a cup final. Two excellent goals against Morton last week. And then another good goal yesterday. Um, hopefully he does it in a bigger game. That's been our criticism of Jamie Walker, isn't it? He doesn't really do it in, in derby matches or, or big games when it really matters. So we'll see if we can get a performance out of him on, on Sunday. Hopefully we can. I suppose it's a chance for a guy like Jamie Walker in this cup final to sort of prove people wrong in a way. Go and win something. Yeah, I mean, listen, hopefully it does, but, um, you know, you just hope that it's not the same Jamie Walker that generally turns up in the big games and goes hiding. And, um, you know, I guess that that's what it comes down to, you know, would you rather him starting? And if he doesn't, you know, start the game well, um, you can at least change it and take him off. Or would you maybe keep him on the bench and say, right, go on and see if you can influence the game? I would probably prefer him starting because, you know, if... Uh, like I say, if if he doesn't quite start the game and he, he hasn't he hasn't influence in it, at least we can change it and, and bring somebody on who potentially could. Um, where I think if you bring him on and he he doesn't really do anything, then you know you're kind of stuck with that that sub. So um, I think he will start the game. I don't think we'll see too many changes um, from the last couple of weeks. I think the issue for Nielsen is you know does Haran start? Um, I think Halliday comes back in definitely, but who does he come in for? Um, it's you know, listen. You would imagine Naismith will start. You would imagine Boyce will start. Um, it's then all about who kind of plays round them and what sort of shape they go for. You know, I think he'll go back to having two holding midfielders and keeping it quite compact, um, which isn't necessarily a bad thing against Celtic because they have so many good midfielders who can cause you problems. And if you don't give them time and space to play then uh, there's a real kind of opportunity for Hearts to hopefully um, have, a, have a better chance of winning the game. So um, it's it's difficult to see what kind of formation or, or squad he picks. I think, I think Walker will start. Um, he started the last few games, so I can't see him leaving him out now. Um, but yeah, I mean, listen, there's a real opportunity for these guys to go and become untouchable, uh, really, because I think, you know, and it's the same at any club outside the old firm. You know, if you win something, it doesn't matter under whatever circumstances. If you win a major, uh, a major trophy, um, you're legends. Simple as that. And uh, and these guys absolutely will be. Um, so listen, you know, there's there's nothing to fear. I think. You know, I think they should go there and and let's see what happens. Um, because I think it's it's Celtics to lose. Absolutely. We'll obviously talk about the starting lineup later on in the show when we pick our starting eleven for the game. Good to see Josh Ganelli back, Calvin. Obviously, we were talking about this last week about the wingers, and to be fair, fair play to three as well. We got him on the score sheet yesterday, but Ganelli is our best winger by an absolute distance. He came in yesterday. He's been a big miss, and especially when you're coming up to a game like this where it's going to be a very wide pitch, having a player like him who can actually cause some real damage is a massive plus. I mean, the fact he came off his goals, but he took his goal brilliantly. And the fact that he came off came off the bench and scored in his first first few minutes back in the pitch in two months is uh, it's just great. It's great for his confidence, but it's great for us as well because I say we need lack of width has probably been our biggest criticism of Hearts in recent weeks, and that's down to the wingers. Effectively, we've signed two that I'm not convinced they're good enough. We signed one who was injured. Now, fortunately, came in yesterday, done really well, and I say hopefully on a big wide pitch like we'll talk about later on with the cup final. But hopefully on a big wide pitch. Having some of that to stretch the defence is a massive plus in our favour. 
we, we did concede a goal yesterday. It wasn't the best um, defending, I have to say. It was probably a lack of concentration. We're 3-0 up. It was well over the 70-minute mark, so, you know, it's it's not a huge deal, let's be honest. I mean, if, if it was earlier in the game and it, the score was tight, of course, you'd be disappointed. But I thought Berra had an excellent game yesterday. I think he's looked very assured since he's returned. Um, I don't know about that. Uh, oh, I, th- I thought he's looked sound. He's, he's definitely an improvement on Popescu. I'm not a fan uh, of Popescu. Mm-hmm. Um, Listen, I, I think you, you, you look back at that uh, chance in the first half as well, um, where the ball just literally bounced straight over Berra, and I don't know what, if he was trying to cry, cry kick it or something. What an effort he's trying to do there. It wasn't a bad but Listen, the guy is too slow. Simple as that. And I have just got an absolute fear that Celtic will exploit him again. You know, coming up against a guy like Austin Edward, he'll absolutely punish any any slips that Berra has. And I just, not just doesn't fill me with, with confidence, unfortunately. And in my opinion, just because we've had a couple of, you know, um, well, it wasn't even a clean sheet yesterday, but, you know, he, he had had a couple of clean sheets prior to that. That won't change my opinion for me. He's, he's not good enough to play for Hearts. Well, I go back to the Dunfermline game where Popescu missed those three sitters. Two off hey, the bar we're talking one. about def- Spencer. We're talking about defending. We're not but talking. I, about I think the point remains the same. I think the point remains we don't lose that game at Dunfermline if Berra's there. He puts the chance in the back of the net. A lot of rubbish. His Spencer. job is not to score goals. His job is to keep goals out. That that is his I job. I think it is. I think it's both. I, th- I think it's very much both. I think we'd we we'd, we'd yeah. still be unbeaten if Dunf- if Berra played at Dunfermline. That's a sad reality. Oh, honestly, no, I'm not convinced about that. I mean. I, I, would, I kind of agree with Spence on the bet over Popescu thing, just because I feel I, Popescu just gives me the fear. But to say Berra's been assured since he came back is uh, a bit of a stretch. Like that, he's five game for a start. It was mm. absolutely all over the shop. That's he's five in League One, man. Like I, the thought of him against Edward next week. I mean, it, it could have one of these performances where he turns into old Berra, like we thought. <laughs> he would, but I don't know. I, it, it's not a great position we find ourselves in overall. To be brutally honest, yeah. I would rather we had another option, but here we are. I, I I was quite surprised though that we didn't go and sign in our centre half in the in the summer there. You know, I mean, obviously we knew quite early on that John Souter was going to be injured. I mean, it's clear that that Nielsen still sees a future for John Souter in the club. So you know, he's he, he's kind of maybe banking on him coming back and just fitting straight back into the team, um, which is fine. But I I still think that that Hearts need to look a real kind of proper centre-half and, and try and bring in another one. Um, you know, I know he had high hopes for Pescu, but I think having three centre-halves um, at the club, it still still isn't enough. I think you should have four. And then obviously, I think given the length of time that Suter was going to be out, you know, even if we had managed to, to look at maybe a loan deal for, for a centre-half, um, it wouldn't have been a bad thing. I just think, you know, like Calvin says, we, we've left ourselves short in that position. And um, Popescu, I don't know, you know, I, I thought he looked all right at first. Um, thought he'd done well in the Hibs game, apart from uh, giving away the penalty, which wasn't even a penalty anyway. Um, and then he seemed to kind of, I don't know if he lost a bit of confidence from that or whatever, but he, he sort of um, looked a little bit shaken and he was he was sort of just dropped. And then, um, you know, which I thought was quite harsh, but... Um, and then since then, I think he, he came on against, uh, who was it? It was a home game, wasn't it? Um, Alawa, I think it was. Alawa, yeah, midweek. And um, and he sort of looked a bit shaky. But I think apart from that, I don't think he's been that bad. Um, as I've certainly not really. I mean, 
I don't think he's been any worse than better. It's a hard one, like definitely, because like you're saying, Popescu wasn't really putting a foot wrong until recently, but his confidence has definitely gone because the last few times he's been in the pitch, he's looked, he's looked like he doesn't know what he's supposed to be doing. And say he makes a mistake in the first five minutes of the cup final and knocks his confidence even further, we could find ourselves in real bother there. Um, the other thing as well, like I was saying last week, with it's actually hard to tell how our defenders are playing because aside from the Dunfermline game, we've not really had, not really been tested as such. Like yesterday, Gordon didn't really make a save all game, did he? What I remember, yeah. at home the week before, Gordon didn't really make a save. So you're sort of sitting there like, are they playing well? Or are they like, are they just not being tested? Like, we're going to find out next week because there's no way we'll get away with that for 90 minutes next week. So it's just I think I think I think the only real game where you know they they were under the cosh was the Hibs game, and I thought they stood up to Hibs well. Um, you know, but in terms of the league games, I don't know if it's just maybe a lack of concentration or whatever it is. They have conceded poor goals this season, and the Queen of the South goal. I know Spencer saying it isn't isn't a major concern because we're three 0 up, but that that that's just a ball in the box, and for me that is a concern. Whether you're three 0 up or you're it's nil nil, it doesn't matter. You still got to deal with that, and. Um, you know, I think I agree slightly to an extent with, with Spencer there that it wasn't necessarily Berra's man because I, I said this to you, Ross, as well, you know, that the ball comes into the box and I think Berra, he kind of follows the ball and he follows the man who's in front of him. He doesn't necessarily know who's behind him. And I think, you know, and it might, it might have been Boyce or it might have been Halliday or whoever it was, I don't know, but somebody else has got to pick up the man behind. Um, and as a unit, they didn't defend it well enough. Simple as that. Um, because I think, you know, it's different if somebody's winning a header um, when a ball comes into the box. Then you can blame that man who goes for the 50-50. They lost out in the header. It wasn't even a header. The boy, It was just a ball at the back post and he's literally slotted it in. Yeah. That, that, that shouldn't be allowed to happen. The ball should not be dropping to uh, an opposition player in the box and getting letting them just have a, a free hit and go. Very poor goal, very schoolboy. Um, but I'd, I'd like to think that, you know, it was maybe just down to a lack of concentration, and um, and and that's all it was. But I'll, but I, it still concerns me. It really it does because you do that against Celtic, you're you're in trouble. Coming up on the show, David joins us to talk about our best Scottish Cup memories, and I test the guys with some Scottish Cup trivia. But first, we're going to talk about the importance of the big game. It'll just be a fantastic end to what's been a terrible period for Hearts. It really would be great, you know, and I think there's no club that would deserve it more this year um, than us um, to, to win the trophy. And considering the fact, you know, the absolute drivel that we've managed to, that we've had to put up with over the last 18 months, not just, the, you know, the, the last summer there, um, I think we deserve it. And uh, and I hope the players really deliver and I hope they take the, um, the motivation from everything that went over uh, the summer and... Um, and they, they show a similar attitude like they did when they played against Hibs in the semi. And I think they will. And I think they will. And they're playing against a, a wounded animal in Celtic who we can't sort of uh, discard. You know, they are still a fabulous side who have got a lot of strong, strong players. Um, they will be dangerous. They will they will be out to, to win the game, of course, because the prize for them as well is huge. But I think, you know, Hearts have a real opportunity. They really do. And they've got nothing to fear. Um, so I think if they can go out there and win it, it would be the celebrations would be unreal. You know, just everything that's went on this year, 
um, you know, not just on the pitch, off the park and life in general, um, it really would be, you know, probably the most significant cup win because of the boost it would give everyone connected to Hearts. Yeah, I would definitely go with that. And after what happened in the summer, I mean, we've it's been covered to death, but we've, as a football club, been kicked from pillar to post. And like Gordon says, that I think for the fans of the club, this would be up there definitely because we, even before what happened at some we've been poor for years now it's not been a great time at Fall Hearts over the last few seasons it's just got progressively worse and worse till what happened there and I think after what happened to someone as well I was so angry but it's, I'm still annoyed now and I don't think until I get back into a football ground and can vent that anger I don't think I'm ever going to pro- like fully get over it but I think winning on winning the semi was a massive step forward I think winning on Sunday We'll hopefully, hopefully get a bit of that out eventually. But yeah, it's it's huge. I mean, if these players can deliver it, they'll they'll go down as one of because it's probably the best side. We I suppose Rangers ninety eight right enough. But in terms of the gap in quality between us and this Celtic side, it's if we were to go and win this, I think it would it would be up there definitely. It's huge, and to then end to end a run of domestic dominance because you do feel like that it's coming to an end now. I mean, that's the week. I'm not going to say it's over, but it's a big gap for them to fill. They've finally been knocked at a cup competition two weeks ago. I think this would just be a statement, a massive statement if we go and win it, because that is then the run of, what is it, four seasons of winning every single trophy? I mean, that shouldn't be happening at all, but that's a totally different debate. Yeah, um, it would be a, an incredible win. Um, in terms of tactics, which I'm sure we're going to discuss, I don't think we have to look back too far. I think the game plan in the last cup final was almost perfect apart from those two mistakes. Um, you think about the, the stupid penalty we gave away and then unfortunately that bounce as we talked about it was unlucky but um, it was two mistakes that cost us in that cup final. Uh, we kept Celtic very quiet that day. That's something we're going to have to do this weekend. Just you know nullify the, the, the threats that they have. I don't know what sort of team they're going to play. They have a a much sort of changed team today against Kilmarnock. Their game's underway at the moment. Um, yeah, I'd quite like to see someone like Scott Brown come back in. He's been getting a lot of stick recently from the from the Celtic supporters. His performances have really dipped. So um, maybe Lennon will go back to the the old guard for that game and completely completely change it. But who knows? I've got a good feeling about the game, though. I have a feeling that we we are going to be successful next week. Um, I just think everything's fallen into place for us, everything that's happened, including the relegation, as we just talked about there in the summer. I think it would be the fitting ending, and uh, I'm really confident that we're going to win our ninth Scottish Cup on Sunday. I just have a, a very strong feeling. We'll obviously talk more about the game um, later on in the show. Um, what are some of your memories of being at Hamden and winning games, I mean, one of mine's is probably the 2-1 win over Celtic. That's probably one of my favourite games scoring in the last minute at Hamden. I mean, guys, what 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 sticks out in your mind? Um, well, the, 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 obviously the Hibs games, I think. You know, the, the semi-final, the 4-0. Uh, I can still remember that clearly. And then, obviously, the 5-1. Um, a little bit less clearly due to the amount of alcohol that I consumed that day. But... Um, yeah, no. Listen, I think I think the, the the two Hibs games definitely the Celtic game, as you say, uh, the the two one win, um, that was that was a fabulous day. And it's funny because on all three of those games, turned up thinking that we would win. Um, even the Celtic game, I just you know I had a feeling. And I think that there's a big thing about you know 
before cup finals and that you you generally do have a feeling. Um, it's like it's weird because like the St Mirren game, for example, I, I don't know. I just had a bad feeling ahead of that game, and even the the last Celtic game there um, last season, I had you know uh, I had a funny feeling that that we wouldn't win it. Um, although I was quite I was quite relaxed. I, I don't think I was expecting too much. Um, uh, it wasn't necessarily a bad feeling, I guess. I think just. Um, but then you know the Inverness semi as well. I was convinced, you know, I had a good feeling going into that as well. So um, I think it depends. Eh? You know, anybody can win a cup final on their day. You know, history's taught you that. Um, even the best sides will lose, will lose cup finals and things like that. You know, I mean, it, it happens. Um, it's sport. It's football. Um, it's kind of made for these sort of days. And of course, David's joined us. Uh, David, what, what what are some of your memories of watching Hearts in the Scottish Cup? Well, pretty much there's three memories. Well, well, yeah, three. Beating Hibs, beating Celtic and beating Hibs again. That's it really at Hamden, isn't it? Three successes. Uh, for, I've only seen, well, I've seen Hearts lose once at Hamden in the Scottish Cup to Celtic last year. And really, that's, that's nobody's fault other than Christoph Berra and Bobby Lamals. So, you know, I don't really count it. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I think you're being very unfair there, David. Oh, well, here we go, eh? Here we go. He couldn't resist. 30 seconds in and he's already having a pop at Mr Campbell. It's embarrassing from Spencer Senior. That's why we didn't have you at the start, David. I wouldn't get a word in, eh? It's embarrassing. Um, <laughs> I mean, I, I, some of my favourite games are actually... Uh, I think my favourite in Tynecastle, anyway, in the Scottish Cup, is actually uh, our first season back up in the Premiership with Nielsen when we beat Aberdeen 1-0 in the fourth round. That was, I think that's one of my favourite Scottish Cup games, especially at Tyncastle anyway, because the atmosphere was uh, was electric. And Aberdeen, I think they took that whole stand that night. Uh, and honestly, we, we really should have battered them in the first half. We could have been three or four up, if I remember correctly. Osmond So had them on toast. And then uh, we went very Nielsen after that with a 1-0 lead and, and went very defensive and just tried to hold on. And I think now McGinn missed the open goal from about four yards. And then obviously after that, let's not talk about the game after that. Um, but yeah, that's that was one of my favourite ones. But then at Hamden, my first ever, I think my first ever Scottish Cup game was actually the Cup semi against Hibs in 2006. So um, I, I'm calling myself a, a lucky omen uh, in the Scottish Cup, uh, apart from last season. Um, so yeah, that's probably my, my favourite Hamden was probably, well, favourite Hamden is obviously the 5-1. But then after that, it's uh, probably that. And then obviously beating Celtic 2-1 with the Craig Beatty game. But to be honest, I remember more from that than I do remember uh, the Hearts 4 Hibs nil. just the fact I was, what, eight years old? So, yeah, I mean, the 2-1 the against Celtic in 2012, It's for me, that game was just, there was a big group I was went through, one of my friends didn't go because it was his own birthday and he still gets mercilessly ripped for it now, nearly 10 years later. Um, he went for a Toby Carvery instead and missed probably the single greatest Hearts <laughs> game I've ever been to. And we've never let him forget it. Um, it was probably after that game with my mates. And these are the wee things about these games that, as good as this has been in the final, you're going to miss these bits. And my mate's dad, who's followed Hearts his entire life, coming out the ground after the game, there was a Celtic fans in the car. And he was just buzzing. He was like right up to the windows, just screaming at them, just <laughs> absolutely loving his life. This like 60-year-old man. The Gretna games, and that sounds really weird, and that actually makes us sound really spoiled as fans, but they, to win a cup final and... The Gretna game was so poor. It was more just a sort of relief. It was because we obviously played Hibs in the semi. And it felt like the, the that felt like the cup final that semi because we all knew it was Gretna in the final. We 
I'd just forgotten division. about the Gretna game there. Now that you mention it, I'd completely forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, everyone does. So I, it's, it was such a... Like, when we won the game, people were celebrating. It was more of relief than actually joy because it was 120 minutes of absolute torture. Because like, we, could, we could have lost that game. We could have literally lost a cup final with Gretna mm-hmm. like, if we didn't have Craig Gordon and goals. Like, if we had Bobby Zamal back then, we'd have, uh, <laughs> we'd have been in some real bother. But no, it's, so there's been a probably mixed for me with Hamden. Like, the St Mirren final was obviously awful. But like Gordon says, you do get feelings like that Celtic semi-final, the last one. I definitely remember going into that on the morning of the game, feeling like there was something something was going to happen that day. And then we started the game so well, like we had a chance pretty much right from kickoff. I think it was Scott Robinson or Stephen Elliott was one-on-one with the goalkeeper right from kickoff. You know, wait a minute, we've actually got, got a chance. But to beat Celtic in Glasgow in the 90th minute after conceding so late as well, I don't, I struggle to see how that will be topped. And Spencer, what, what memories, what good memories have you got? Usually you give us a negative, but I'm going to ask, I'm going to push you for a positive. Well, I'm sure they've just been covered pretty much. Um, I think, you know, obviously the 4-0 against Hibs, I remember that day very well. I remember that there was like a, a place we parked, we all drove through, I can't remember exactly where we were, but I remember we had some sort of like, not not a barbecue, but there was like food in that, I remember Gordon, George and Rosalind, yeah. we went, yeah. yeah, so that was like nice little car park where everyone parked and there was sandwiches and all that before the game, that was really good. I was quite nervous for that semi-final against Tibbs, but um, but like I knew I knew we were going to win the 5-1 game easily, but the, the, the semi-Hibbs had a decent team that year, but um, yeah, I think Probably the, the two one that's been said already, but against Celtic, that's probably the favourite one, just because of the way the, the penalty. I remember running down to the bottom, everyone piling up for each other. That was a a really great day. I love, I love how most people sort of think you know four 0 went over over Hibs, and you remember the sandwiches beforehand, Spencer. <laughs> <laughs> well, they were nice sandwiches. Coming up, we are going to chat a wee bit about the opposition, and me, Gordon, Spencer, and David will pick the Hearts Reviews 11 for the game. But now it's time for a bit of Scottish Cup trivia. The rules are simple, these are working as a team to get as many points as possible. I'm going to ask you around 11 questions about the Scottish Cup, and you're working as a team to get the most points. So, question one. How many months ago did the Scottish Cup start? Give me a maths question. I mean, that is ridiculous. Honestly, I mean, it's like you, there's an agenda against me here. It's like you want me to lose. Honestly. It's <laughs> right, go on then. Give me, give me the question. Okay, how many months ago did the 2019-20 Scottish Cup start? Do you want an ABC? I can give you an ABC. Uh, I, can, I think I know the answer. So, I think I know it too. Yeah, well, well, he's not asking you. Shut up. A17. B, 15, or C, 12 months? I'm going to go for... So is it from the actual first round, or are you talking about... From the very start, the qualifying round, when was the... I'm going to say 15. Fortunately, you're wrong, Gordon. Seventeen started in August. I thought it'd be, I thought it'd be one of them, eh? You know, like I just thought maybe, you know, seventeen would maybe just be a little bit too much. But August, August 2019. This is the longest ever Scottish Cup campaign. Well, that, that, listen, that that uh, that question was set up to let me fail. It really was. <laughs> Move on to you, David. 
who did Hearts beat on the road to the cup final last season? Got oh, come on, eh? Unbelievable. <laughs> see what I mean? Hey, see what I mean? It gives me a maths question and it goes on about who Hearts beat. Unbelievable. <laughs> I'll need to think about this, actually. This is a tough one. You get a point for each each one right. Oh, it's a tricky one. Oh, it's tough. Um, so, it doesn't have to be in order. Mm, I, I, no. Well, well, it'd be better if it was in order, but I'll... I actually, do you know, I can't remember the fourth round very well. What the hell, David? I'm going to have to press you for your answer. Was it oh, Livingston? Nah, listen, what, oh, oh, that's a joke. Oh, uh, Livingston in the first round, one nil. Sorry, Spencer, you're not allowed to confer. It's David's question. He was, he was annoying me with the time he was taking. Right, David, give me the answer. Hi, it was, it was Livingston, 1 0. Auchinleck. There's quarters after that, yeah? Yep. Mm-hmm. Aye. Oh, Patrick Thistle. And then Inverness Caledonia Thistle. Correct. Four out of four, David. Took you forever, but four out of four there. You know, you've got to make sure you're double sure, Ross. You know, you don't want to make a fool of yourself. Well, yeah. Like, like Gordon. So, Calvin, in last season's Scottish Cup, who was the top goal scorer in the competition? A. Lawrence Shankland, B. Stephen Doby, or C. Odson Edward? I'm going to be honest, I've not got a clue. I'm just going to go on the basis that they got furthest. I'm going to go Odson Edward. I feel I feel that might be wrong because clearly going to, one of them's clearly going to score a lot of goals in an early round or something. Nah, I'm going to go Stephen Doby because he was on, I think he was on really good form that season, and I have a feeling he's probably battered some non league side in an early round. Correct. Stephen Doby is the right answer. Seven goals he scored last season in the Scottish Cup. Spencer, this is this is a difficult one for you. Um, how many permanent managers have Hearts had since the Scottish Cup campaign started? Okay, so we've had uh, Mr Levine, Mr Stendhal and... Uh... Oh, sorry. Well, are we talking about the actual Scottish Cup or are Hearts involved in the fourth round? How many permanent managers have Hearts had since the Cup campaign started? Well, I don't know if that means round one in August or round four for us in the January. I think I think you're going to include Mr Levine in that, so I'm going to say Levine, <laughs> Stendhal and uh, Nielsen. So I'm going to go for three, not not the two. Wrong, it's two. It's, <laughs> <laughs> it's Daniel Stendhal and Robbie Nielsen since we started our Scottish Cup campaign. I think that's an unfair question. You, you, you should stay round four when Hearts were involved. Gordon, we're back to you. Give him another maths one. Go on, do it. You'll get this one. I think you'll get this one. You, you, you know your football. It's nothing to do with mass. Who was the last team to win the Scottish Cup that doesn't wear green? Uh, I, th- I think I know that. Now, I think it was St Johnston, but at the same time, it's here St Johnston and Inverness, but I think I'm going to go for St Johnston. And you're wrong, it's Inverness. Was it? See, I, I couldn't remember if St Johnston was before Inverness or if Inverness was before St Johnston. Eh? Yep, Inverness 2015. David, how many goals have Hearts scored in the Scottish Cup this season? Oh, good question. Uh... Nine. Correct. Come on. Come on. Spencer, we play Celtic in the final. Who was the last team to beat Celtic in a Scottish Cup game? Uh, I believe it would have been Rangers in the semi-final 2016. Correct. That is a point for the team. Gordon, we'll go back to you. Since 2010, can you name all the teams that have won the Cup? 
Right, since 2010. Uh, well, Dundee United, they were in 2010. Am I right in saying? Yep, I'll accept. Um, Celtic, obviously. Um, Hearts. Uh, St Johnston. Inverness. Hibs. Um... So <laughs> <laughs> that with gritted teeth there. You're correct. That 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 is all the right answers there. And David, we'll go back to you for question nine. Who was the last Scottish manager to win the Scottish Cup? Oh, that's a great question. I don't know the answer. <laughs> Maybe they asked you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it'll be uh, John Hughes. Correct. John Hughes. Um, and Spencer, we'll go to you for question 10. Can you name all the goal scorers for Hearts in their last three Scottish Cup finals? Okay, so we have uh, Mr. Ryan Edwards. Uh, and then before that was the Cup final. So we have Darren Barr, uh, Rudy Scatchell, Danny Granger, uh, Ryan McGowan. And then before that would have been 06, so that would have been Scatchel again. And the final question, you can all join in here. Can you name the star in 11 that played Celtic in the semi-final of 2012? So, Spence, who was the goalie? McDonald. Correct. Right back, Gordon? Would be uh, McGowan. Correct. Central defence? Who was in uh, Big Zal. Yep. Spencer. Webster. Join them. Perfect. And who was left back? That's Granger, wasn't it? It was. Who was in midfield? Um, Scott Robinson. Correct. I don't think you'd get that one. I- Ian Black. Gordon, who, who joined them in midfield? Um, Scatchel uh, and... Um, did, Andy... Did, 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 did Darren Barr start? Darren Barr did start, yep. Andy Driver, did he start? He did start. And who was up front, Spencer? Even Elliot. Correct. And that is the end of our Scottish Cup trivia quiz. And the winner is... All of you. You've all won. Well done, guys. You've all won. You've, you've all achieved lots. Actually, if there's a loser here, it would be Gordon, because he, he did get his questions wrong. No, excuse me. I blame the question. We'll move on and, and chat a wee bit about the, the opposition that we're going to be facing, Celtic. What do you make of this Celtic team? They are still very difficult, aren't they, Spencer? Yeah, on their day, they can be a difficult opponent. So, of course, we, what we've seen with the protests outside Celtic Park have only been good news for us, uh, really. So, the way that there's a lot of turmoil around the club. They did get a good result in Europe, but it was really meant nothing, did it? They had nothing to play for. Uh, but, yeah, as I said earlier on... I'd, they probably are a wounded animal. There is a lot of pressure on them. They need to win that cup final, but I feel like this is a perfect time to play them. I really do. I think we can we can go there full of confidence. And as long as we have a game plan, you know, we can't go uh, gung ho and you know head to head with them because we'll still have to have a game plan. Be so hard to break down and solid. But if we do that and stick to our rules, we can we can pick them off. I think and hurt them. Are we playing a team here that that? we can beat potentially yeah i think so and i think you know the way hearts kind of set up i think it might actually sort of um you know i think Celtic will find it difficult and it seems even on the bigger pitches that you know they aren't you know breaking teams down like like they would usually do you know i think the missing james forrest is huge you know that pace and creativity that he gives them 
uh, down the wide. You know, his ability to almost take two men out of the out of the the team. Uh, you know, the fullback and the winger, and um, and and you know, and deliver very good balls into the boxes or cut inside and and shoot. You know, I think it's been a huge miss for them. <clears throat> you know, the goal goalkeeper wise, they've they've uh, struggled to get a settled kind of uh, goalkeeper, and that right away, I think is is fed into the back four, who themselves has been questionable. Um, but let's not take away the fact that they do have top top players on there. You know, guys who can win win a, a, a you know any game within a blink of an eye, and um, they showed even against Aberdeen. Uh, you know, a decent Aberdeen side um, in the in the semi. Um, that although you know they they didn't play particularly well, they had the game won by half time, and they scored you know two really good goals. And I think Hearts will have to watch that. You know, you don't want to give Celtic any encouragement. Um, like I say, if, if the game goes on, the longer it goes, I think that suits Hearts better because I think more doubt starts to creep into the, the Celtic game plan. They maybe do go a little bit gung-ho, um, almost as, as what Hibs did, really, you know, and then they can, you know, leave um, opportunities in behind to, to get in. And, um, you know, I'm I'm not convinced by guys like, you know, Shane Duffy. I know he's, he's an international, he's played at a high level, um, was always in the Brighton team. Um, but he seems to um, find it difficult to deal with physical strikers. And um, although Liam Boyce isn't the most physical, neither's Nasey, but we have boys who who will be happy to get in about him. And I think um, it's just a shame that we don't have Uchi because I think this game would be absolutely perfect for him. It really, I, I really do. Um, I think if you played him in the Celtic game at, at Hamden, I think he would be he'd be well up for it. Um, so, but I think Hearts have, have got to, you know, when when they do get in the final third, got to have that confidence um, to play a little bit and, and have a real go at Celtic because I think defensively, as I said, they're suspect, the goalkeeper's suspect. And a guy like, you know what, well, I mean, you, listen, you've seen the quality of goals um, against Queen of the South and I think if Hearts have the confidence to shoot on sight against this goalkeeper, they could have a bit of success um, because he doesn't look, you know, very, very assured. And I think if... Um, Hearts should maybe look at that policy of once they get in the final third, just have a pop of goal and see what happens. Um, but if they play a wee bit, they've got they've got an opportunity of, of unlocking uh, Celtic. Um, but I think the big thing that we'll have to watch for is, and it depends what kind of Celtic team plays, you know, because if at the moment they're, they've made a few changes, I think they needed to freshen up. But if they bring guys like Christie and Rogic back into the team, which you would imagine they would, um, you've got to watch these guys and make sure that they. Um, they they don't get any time to kind of um, unlock you and, and break you down. You know, Christie scored a fabulous goal against Aberdeen in the semi final. Um, you've got to watch for him cutting inside and shooting. So um, that that'll be the big thing I think for us. Um, kind of I think they should maybe set up and manage it the way they did in the semi final against Hibs. You know, where they didn't really give Martin Boyle any kind of freedom to to create anything. So. Um, I agree with Spencer. You know, I think Celtic are there for the taking. I think um, if Hearts are brave and they believe in themselves, they've they've got absolutely uh, a huge chance. David, we we can't take confidence from Barkas or whatever goalie they're going to play isn't as good as Craig Gordon. Yeah, I know how the, how the tables turned from last season when we had the Huddy and goal and they had Fraser Forster, who basically was almost impenetrable, and now we've got Craig Gordon and they've got the Huddy. So. Um, yeah, like I, I, as as Gordon kind of alluded to, you know, Hearts have enough quality as we kind of seen yesterday from strikes outside the box to to hurt uh, a, a dud goalkeeper or any goalkeeper really for that matter. Uh, and and 
t- uh, players like Ginelli and, and Nasey have, you know, we've spoken about how Nasey kind of has um, tried to maybe uh, become the more creative role in that Hearts team. But if he does more of what he done yesterday and just taking sights at goal from, from any kind of range inside 25, 30 yards, you know, with the quality that he's got, he's going to cause problems. And, you know, it seems that Ginelli loves a pop-up goal from, from any distance, you know. I wasn't quite sure he maybe had, a, had the quality in him. I know he scored a good goal against Dundee, but, I mean, let's be honest, that was against Jack Hamilton. We could all probably score a, a, into him. So, but, you know, yesterday proved that he's, he's, got a, he's got a strike on him. So, yeah, I mean, it'll be nice for a change to know that um, whenever Celtic are bearing down on our goal, uh, we at least have a goalkeeper that can probably save it. That'll be a change for the last two and a half years. Um, but I think this is this is probably the best chance we've had to beat Celtic, probably since the Dyla era of Celtic six years ago. I know, obviously, we played them at a good time under Rodgers uh, when they were kind of um, that unbeaten run was coming to an end. But you know, we've seen from for years how Hearts don't seem to just quite have it against Celtic. Uh, but you know, and under Dyla, you know, we we were um, we were critical of Nielsen not really having a go uh, under the Dyla Celtic team. Uh, when they came to town. So this is probably the best chance we've had in, in six years or so to really feel confident going into a game against them and having a good chance to beat them. Um, and, you know, maybe the lack of fat. I think as well, if Celtic struggle to, to really do anything in the first 20, 25, 30 minutes, you know, they'll start trying to force it. And I think that will play right into Hearts' hands because we'll be able to pick them off on the counter-attack as we've, as we've done to some teams this season. I know the quality of them aren't as good as Celtic, but... It's exactly what we kind of need them to do to, to, to have a good chance of, of catching them on the break. The nightmare scenario is, though, we do go 1-0 down within five minutes. Yeah, it is. And it's something that uh, Hearts haven't really been one of the best teams at starting matches for quite a long time. So um, I think, you know what, do you know, we, I kind of, Gordon and I had a wee, uh, and Spencer and I had a wee, I talk about this yesterday, you know, the performance against Celtic last season, the cup final, was was almost you know, as good as it could have been. You know, it was two moments of madness that cost us. So, you know, if you play something similar uh, on the weekend, uh, on Sunday, as you did then last season, you know, you, we would stand a good chance. And that Celtic team was a lot uh, better then. 12, uh, well, I was going to say 12 months ago, but it was 18 months ago uh, than, than it is now. So, you know, if we come into the game with a similar type of performance and it gets, um, you know, if the performance and the plan gets executed as it was then, then, you know, we stand a really good chance. And we've we've got a better team now, you know. Either. Even yeah. though they are a division below, I still believe that the Hearts. Well, it's are a team that's on confidence, isn't it, compared to last season? No, well, not only that. I think you know, cup finals are one off, so you know, I think mm. you approach them as if you know, form goes out the window. You don't really sort of care about them. Um, you just you just go and you try and win the game. And I thought you know, Hearts competed all over the park with them, but as you say, what let us down um, was a poor goalkeeper and and obviously uh, better in, in defence. So um, because. You know, right through that game, I thought Celtic, you know, they huffed and puffed, but they didn't really create any kind of clear-cut chances, even, you know, apart from, I think maybe they're, from what I can recall, I think their two goals might have been their only two shots at goal that day. I'm probably wrong, but from what I can recall, mm. I can't really remember ever sort of being worried. Um, and then we go one up and you think, Christ, this might be our day. Um but then I think the equalise at the right time. I think if Hearts had even held on 10 more minutes, I think mm. they might have been all right. But, um, yeah, it's just a shame we couldn't have got to extra time that day because I, I think that might have went all the way to penalties, you know. It looks like they're, they're you know, they're low on confidence. Um, but these guys know how to win games. You know, they know how to win uh, uh, cups. So we'll need to watch for that. But I think everything, you know, it's just kind of 
pointing in Hearts' favour, you know, and I think even a even an empty hand in as well, you know, I mm. think maybe gives Hearts a slight advantage, you know, because when you play the old firm, um, that, that always plays a part. Um, I think when you go there, neutral venue, and it is a neutral venue because there is no crowd, um, you know, it, it gives you maybe a, a slightly a, a better chance of, of winning the game. So, listen, I wouldn't have shocked me if it went all the way to penalties. Like, to be honest with you, and Craig Gordon ends up being the hero. How how <laughs> how ironic would that be, wouldn't it? Um, so who knows? Who knows? Is this our best chance of beating Celtic in a cup final? I would probably argue that that is. Yeah, it seems to be. We have improved massively on last season. They, it's just this one of those things that football football always goes in cycles. Right? We know this, and Celtic have been the dominant team in Scotland for a decade pretty much untouched for a large part of that. And it definitely seems like the cracks are appearing. And it kind of, it's almost similar to when we played Rangers in 98, if you know what I mean. That was quite a... That was a dominant... What well, was a dominant Rangers side? They just won night or just off the back of nine in a row. They'd won trophies goal. They had so many good players. We thought had a very, very good side back then. But it's got a similar feeling to that when it's a team... And they're a team in decline. There's no getting away from it that they're a team in decline. Um... Lennon, I've said it for years, is not a good manager. He's had the benefit of managing clubs with massive budgets and for the league they're in. I mean, Celtic was the biggest budget in Scotland by a mile. Even when he was at Hibs, he had the biggest budget in the Championship when he was at Hibs and didn't exactly set the header alight. They then came up to the to the SPL. He'd done okay. He'd done okay for Hibs, but they still bottled, bottled any chance of getting the top three. So... And put on the signs, like you've got a question. Like the goal, I mean, the goalkeeper we've talked about there, the fact that this time last season they had Fraser Foster in goals, Craig Gordon on the bench, and now they've got this absolute donkey who just it is just Joe Pereira. I don't know if it's just a new breed of goalkeeper now that they don't actually save shots, but they're all out with the ball at their feet. It just to me seems a complete waste of time. And if it comes down to at this moment of time, if you've as Gordon said, if goes to a penalty shoot, you'd have to back hearts every day of the week because we have a goalkeeper who He's a good goalkeeper. He's a good goalkeeper at penalties as well. Like you've seen it with the... I know he didn't save um, Nisbet's penalty in the semi, but the fact that Nisbet had to try and blast that high and end up hitting the bar is all because he had Craig Gordon in goals. And then Craig Gordon arguably set the tone in the semi. And that's what... When you're saying about conceding in the first five minutes, I kind of feel like if we had something happen like in the semi where they get a really big chance in the first five minutes and Gordon saves it, it changes the whole dynamic of the game. Because the semi hub started far better than us. Nisbet had that header. Gordon made probably one of the best saves I've seen at Hearts since Craig Gordon was last at Hearts. And all of a sudden, you could see it. The whole dynamic of the game changed at that point. Because they were like, how do we beat this guy? And hopefully something similar happens where Celtic get a chance early doors, Gordon makes a wonder save. And like David was saying was, we just need to, as soon as we get anywhere near the box, we just need to start hitting the ball. We've got players that can score from distance. We've got players that are, are good at hitting the ball. Even Jamie Walker's Got a good strike of the ball from distance. Janelli, Naismith, Boyce. And this Boyce is not very good. It's as simple as that. So get in a position, take your chances. And I think, I do feel like we've we've got a far better chance now than we did 18 months ago. And yeah, I just, I just hope we're not setting my egg in our face. But even it's, it's Celtics to lose. Like they're still the better team. There's no getting away from that. They're still second in the Premiership. We're now going to move on and talk about the starting 11 that we might have picked. Calvin has left the Zoom room, so it's just me, Gordon, David and Spencer to finish the show. 
Um, obviously, Christoph Berra is going to come up again, Spencer, you'll be pleased to know. Um, <laughs> obviously, the goalkeeper um, t speaks for himself. You know, Craig Gordon will be in goals, I'd assume, unless there's any objections here. No, nope, good. Right, welcome to Gordon in goals. What formation do you think Nielsen would play? One up front. <laughs> well, I think he'll stick with his usual. You know what I mean? His usual four-two-three-one. I don't see him seeing changing from that. Um, I think the question is, who do you play in in that holding role? And um, my pick would be Harren and Halliday, but at the same time, it depends how sort of fit they both are. Um, because by doing that, you know, you you almost leave yourself kind of. I mean, listen, as we said earlier in the show, Hearts have got so many options in midfield, it's, it is difficult um, to kind of pick the right kind of, um, well, who deserves to be there on merit and things like that. So, uh, it's, it's a tough choice, it really is. Um, Smith and Kingsley pick themselves, right as well. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I think, I think you know, apart from the... the one position in the back, you know, it picks itself, absolutely. Right, so who are we picking and who is the Hearts Reviews pick to be that other person joining Craig Halkett then? We've got to make a decision. I think I've been very clear on my my opinions. That's, that's one vote for Mikai Popescu. <laughs> David? Or Spencer? It has to be Christoph Berra. He is the most experienced player. He is someone that knows how to win trophies. He's a good hearts man. Excuse me, what trophies has he won? He won the Scottish Cup in 2006. Didn't play. Uh, he was on the bench, he got a medal. Didn't play. <laughs> so he doesn't know. He, he's been around a successful team. He's got promotion to the Premiership from the Championship. He, he knows how to play in these big games. He's uh, an experienced pro. Mr. Berra <laughs> is a hearts man through and through, and he will want to make up for that mistake right, well, in the listen, Cup final so last year. So <laughs> a hearts man. So then he that argument, right? It's nonsense. I think we need hearts men like Berra and Walker in the team to stand any chance against Celtic. David, what, what's your opinion here? I, 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 I don't want Berra in that team, so I'm going to choose Pescu, even though I don't really rate him either. But I, I can't watch Berra struggle to run and catch up with a, a Celtic centre forward. Because at the end of the day, at least Pescu has a little bit of pace about him. Mm -hmm. I mean, I've mean, I seen Berry yesterday try to lift his leg above his, uh, above his head. He could barely get it above his hip, for God's sake, to try and uh, stretch out, touch the ball. So, yeah, no, I, 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 can't, I can't do with that in a cup final. Even though Popescu's not been playing? Yeah, look, it's not, I, I don't think it's a great situation for Popescu to come into, but I, I, do, I do want him to start. But I actually don't think he will. I, I, I do fear that um, Nielsen will probably play better because he's started the last four games. So The, the Hearts review pick is Popescu. Okay, okay. I, I was going to give my opinion there, but I guess I can be neutral here. I'm not. I, I'll be a neutral. I'll be a neutral voice here. Your opinion, Ross. What is your opinion? I, I think Bear has got the experience. Yes, but he's certainly not quick enough to deal with uh, Edward, as we've said for the last three podcasts. So, I'm going to pick Popescu. <laughs> so our back four is uh, obviously Smith, Halkett, Popescu, and Kingsley. The same back four, incidentally, that played against Hibs. Midfield options. I, I think Irvin deserves a shot at the final. Yeah. I, I agree with you, Ross. I think he's the only player who's shown a, a, a real bit of creativity uh, to unlock a, 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 that that Hearts, well, that Celtic rear guard and uh, you know let that Hearts attack uh, start from from the deep line role because I don't think Halliday has quite enough quality 
uh, in there to do that. I know Har- I know Haran has that quality to play those type of passes, but he'll probably be uh, more of that defensive anchor that we that we know him as as the guy who will break up c- uh, counter attacks and break up Celtic attacks and and you know we I mean we we were crying out for someone in midfield uh, after that Aloha game to to try and spark. Uh, the light in the hearts attack and you know Irvin came in in that Morton game I know Morton were rubbish but you know that ball over the top for Walker for the second was you know we know exactly what he can do and it's and it is that he's got a a brilliant left foot on him to to play those types of passes so I agree with you Ross I think I I think he has to start uh, in the cup final yeah I I, I think he has to be in as well Uh, Halliday starts for me Um, I think he's uh... I think his energy will be key. Um, I don't think we're next. I think you know somebody like Irvin might be better actually for like the last twenty minutes if the game's deadly poised. I think um, you know you want a bit of energy. You want it to keep it tight in that first kind of first part of the game anyway. And I think having somebody like Halliday in there, um, and let's not forget, you know he can he can play a bit himself. Um, you know he's, he's scored a couple already this season, and he's um, you know I, I think he's got a few assists as well. So. No, I, 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 for me, I think he'd, he'd absolutely be in, in the team. Uh, listen, you hope Peter Haddon's fit enough to start because uh, he'd be key. So I think having them two in there would be huge. Uh, Ollie Lee probably starts because he, he played, he's played the majority of games this season. However, you could make an argument for maybe Irvin uh, potentially being in ahead of him. Um, and then it depends who you want as your kind of wide men, really, um, or if you want to play any weight. If you want to play any wide men at all, so listen, it, it just depends. I think Hearts of, I mean, either way, Nazi boys will be up front, but yeah. I, I think, think the midfields. I think the midfields a big one. I think if you can find a way to play Irvin, Haring, and Halliday, it would be quite good. Uh, I, 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 I think I, I think it depends though as well because I mean, if you if you want to play um, Irvin, um, Halliday, and Haring. You know, Jamie Walker maybe doesn't come into the the team, uh, or if he does, he'd be out wide, and I just think he would be wasted out there. Um, you know, the longer the game goes on, suits Hearts because the the pressure mounts on Celtic. They'll be more likely to go gung ho, and that leaves opportunities for guys like you know, um, Naismith and and ha- and and Boise It'd be more effective in the final third. And then you know, you've potentially got guys that you can bring on, like your Janellis and things like that, who you know could you know do Celtic on the counter and, and exploit the pace um and the space in behind. So I think it's important to have a game plan and um and for me I think keeping it as tight as long as possible. I know it's alright saying oh we want to go and be one nil, two nil up um at half time, I agree. But at the end of the day, um, you know, if it's nil nil going in the last fifteen minutes, you'd take that all day long because I think it, it, it suits us. Me and David both agree Irvin. So I think we'll put Irvin in to our starting lineup. I've no objections to Irvin starting. Yeah. I, th- I, I, I actually don't think Nielsen will pick Irvin. I think he'll go with what you said, Gordon. I think he will pick Halliday, to be fair. I think they are going to try and, you know, keep the game as long as possible. I think I think it's the way to go. I, I really do, you know. And I, I think, and I just think you look at Celtic, they look panicky the longer it goes on, nil-nil. Um, it's like they, they try and force just balls into the box. There's no conviction to the balls into the box. So that's the thing when it comes to, you know, teams like Celtic. They, when they're on this run, particularly, the longer it goes, the more difficult, I think, and the more uh, pressure that becomes. Spencer, who are we playing on the wings? 
Uh, Elliot Freer for me. He's done enough to, to earn a start. He's 30 year old. He's got enough experience. You need players with experience in this game. He scored a goal at the weekend there. He set one up as well. He's done enough to earn a start. We need experienced players. Do you think Elliot Freer should start? No, absolutely not. I mean, that's just that. It's the most ridiculous thing he said, uh, even over the better and Walker things. I mean, that's. Just, I mean, we, we, on what planet do you think he's deserved to start? He, and let, let's not forget, by the way, see the goal he did score yesterday. Nearly missed it, and actually, if anything, it was an own goal. So you know, let's just let's just settle down here, okay? He's got lots of experience. He's thirty years old. They know how to handle this situation. Yeah. I think if Ganelli's fit, he's got to start, hasn't he? If Ganelli's fit, he's got to start. Oh yes, if he is fit, he needs to start. Yeah, I don't think Ginelli, I don't think Ginelli will start. I think and Freer as well. I mean, has not played enough football games to start a cup final either. So you know, has even started a game in a hard shot. So I mean, that's yeah. So so for me, that no, no absolutely not. Um, I think uh, I, I don't think any of the the wingers will start the game. To be honest, with you. I think it'll be more compact kind of way they'll go. Um, I think if anything, Walker probably starts maybe out wide. Um, yeah. Potentially Nizi. Well, I mean, Lee, I think actually will probably be you know because he he seems to play more kind of he goes centrally, but he plays more wide and a more compact midfield. So I think uh, I think the two guys will start before Freer or Robert start. I think Ginelli's a great option to bring on though. So so in terms of the Hearts reviews, eleven. Yeah, I think Ollie Lee will start. Yeah, um, I think he's he starts most weeks, so it would be a bit strange if he was left out at a cup final. And I think he would feel aggrieved as well um, if he was left out. Um, I hope I hope Harden comes back in. I don't like Ollie Lee, but he will start. So there's nothing really more <laughs> I can say. I don't know what he brings to the Hearts team really, but. Well, if he, uh, if, if, he, if if he well, the thing is he's a guy that can actually shoot on sight, um, which is is another good thing to have. I think especially against a team who um, might give him space. But at the same time, I think you look at his, his delivery for uh, Whiten's goal uh, against Hibs. You know, if he finds himself a little bit of space, he, he can he can deliver a decent ball. So um, I think he brings that. And he brought two assists yesterday as well. Very impressive player, Mr. Lee. Our starting eleven then we've we've debated about this and and sort of went round and around about but Gordon and goals Smith Halkett Popescu Kingsley Irvin Haring Lee Walker Neesmith and Boyce. Mm-hmm. You need better in there, I'm afraid. You were outvoted. You were. It's a democracy. This this harsh review is a democracy. I think you are going to cost us this cup final. What are our predictions? Do we believe that we can win this? Yes. 1-0 to Heart of Midlothian. David? I'm saying uh, 1-0, but an extra time in the second half. Same, same way as Hibs. A winning goal in the second half of extra time. Spencer? Yeah, that's a good question. I think as a club, uh, we really need this result. No one deserves it more than the fans and everyone involved with the club. So I'm hoping 2-0 hearts. I actually think we'll win, but we'll win on penalties. Not go all the way. It's going to be a 1-1 draw. I can't take that. It's going to be a 1-1 draw and we'll win on penalties. Craig Gordon will be the hero of the day. Anyway, that's the end of the show. Thank you all for join us and thanks Calvin as well here to head off and yeah hopefully next week we're talking about being Scottish Cup winners but until then goodbye the Scottish Cup 
oldest trophy in world football, steeped in maroon and white history, first lifted just 17 years into our existence, the second just five years later. Two more in 1901 and 1906, but two world wars would pass before the cup returned to Gorgie. A much changed world and a much changed club. The 3-1 win over Celtic in 56, a reward for some of our greatest. We'd go close in the decades to follow, 68 and 76, 86 and 96 to name but a few. Always a bridesmaid, you'd say. After 42 years of pain, a sun-kissed day in May lifted the curse. The Gorgie boys were back again. Back with that famous old trophy. Back at Tincastle once again. The roller coaster of 2006 came and went. 2012, the creme de la creme. Bar, Scatchel, Granger and McGowan, the heroes on our greatest day. Who will be the next to bring the cup home? against another of our foes. Naismith or Walker, Haldir or Lee. Whatever happens, just remember, you can make history. We're with you all the way. Bring it home, boys.